Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. Okay, so for about the last, uh, about 11 or 12 days, this is kind of what I look like. Uh, minus the shirt, and I'm not taking the shirt off, you know. Y'all will be scarred for life if I take my shirt off here. But I will tell you this much right now. Tan fat is much better than white fat. We all agree? You go to the beach, you know, and you're walking down the beach, and you think, man, I don't really look that bad. Look at some of these other people walking around. But as you get that tan, you get a little bit more bold to just take your, take your shirt off and walk around, and you're just like, okay, I, look, I, look, I don't look that bad today. What, what I love about going to the beach with my wife is we have our own personal beach most of the time. Do you know why? Because we're sitting on the beach at 8.59 in the morning. And I'm like pulling up. It's like, there's nobody here. She said, there's nobody here one day. I said, because we're here. The sun just rose, and we're up here getting ready to put our... But that's what our life is. When we go, we're kind of boring. We go, and we sit on the beach all day long. And don't you know, don't you love when you go on vacation, and, and you got all your 80s... Well, y'all are too young. All your 80s music that some of you millennials, millennials know the words to, right? Don't stop believing. Everybody can hit that note in their car, right? Don't ever turn the radio off when some people are trying to hit that note because I don't even know of what they're singing anyway. But we love those times just to kind of unwind and listen to that. And, and then we're driving down the beach. We go to Daytona, which is we love going to Daytona. And we love driving down the beach. And I'm looking up, and I'm seeing all these people, like, standing there staring at the ocean from their pool. I'm like, listen, y'all. Y'all drove like a 1,000 miles to go to the ocean, but I don't really like to get sand on my shoes or anything. It's like, what kind of, what, what in the world would you do? You, you go to the beach, do you get sand on you? Anybody not like sand in here? Okay, we got about three or four people. First, I had one person, in, and it was Jay Benfield. He was the only one that didn't like sand. I mean, well, then, I don't know. I just could not go and stand and look at the ocean. Even though it's beautiful, I want to go, go be a part of it. But I just don't go more than waist deep because I don't know what's on out there, you know, what I'm talking about. But you know what? I wear the same clothes when I go on vacation. Don't judge me. Do you see, y'all wear the same clothes when you go on vacation sometimes? Why? You don't see the same people. You're going to a different, per, a different place. You're going to, I wore the same shirt four times. And finally, Mindy said, you cannot wear that shirt again. <laughs> but you know, that's what I love about vacation, because you can just unwind and do some of those crazy things. But as I was sitting there looking at the ocean, I started thinking about Salt. Because if you look out there, and if you're not paying attention, when you're out in the, in, the, in the waves, what happens? You turn around, and you get a big old wave of salt water right in your face, right? And you're spitting it. I actually kind of like the taste of it a little bit. You know, it's like that, it's like that taste. You, mm, that tastes pretty good, you know. But you get that. So I started, I started thinking about salt. And in the Bible, it talks about, you know, we are the salt of the world. So salt of the earth. So I want to talk to you just a few moments about today is why. What does salt do? Number one, salt produces thirst. And I'm going to ask this question. Are you thirsty or are you producing thirst? Come on. We live in a world of thirsty people out there right now. But we need to live in a world of where we're producing someone who wants to be thirsty for what we have. Jesus went to a well and he met a woman. He met this woman at the well and, and, and basically she got a bad rap. You know, they thought this was a thirsty woman, but she had had five husbands and she had one boyfriend. So all of a sudden, they said, that girl must be thirsty. She can't keep a man. You know, we don't, there must be something wrong with her. 
She looks, she's not very thin, but she got a bad rap. Let me tell you why. Because in those days, the woman didn't leave the man. The man left the woman. So, so more than likely, this woman got abandoned by the men in her life. She or some of them died in her life. So what she was thirsty for is she was thirsty for relationships. She was thirsty for security. She was thirsty for belonging. And she was also thirsty for her identity. But what happened to her that day when she met Jesus? She met the right man. Ladies, I got something for you out there. If you've been looking for the wrong man, the right man is out there. Mindy found the right man. I'm telling you what, when me, sometimes I'm a prince, but also there's days when I'm a frog too. That's okay. We, we're all frogs sometimes, aren't we, Chuck? But something about him made her thirsty for something different. There was something about Jesus that she didn't see in those, all those other men that had left her and had abandoned her and left her insecure. There was something about him changed. So in John 4, 13, it says this. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give to him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give to him becomes in a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. What he was basically was saying to her was, stop drinking the same water and try something different. You've been doing the same thing every single day. You've been coming to this well. You've been doing the, what you've always done. Why don't we try something just a little bit different? Matthew 5, 6 says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You have to change what you're thirsty for. You want to be filled with righteousness? You've got to change some things in your life. You have to let your hunger and your thirst change for the things of the world and, the, and the, uh, the, all the pleasure of that. But we have to change our desire because when you're in the ocean and you're in the desert, nothing else matters but what you can get to drink. We have to make our desire for God to come into such a place that we want to be thirsty for who he is and what he is. We've got to be thirsty. But what else does salt do? It preserves. Salt kills the bacteria and germs that allows things to live longer. Listen to me now. The Egyptians used to use this in there to preserve the flesh. Oh, my goodness. They used to use this to preserve and mummify the people that they wanted to preserve their bodies for years and years. But what God has said is you got to quit throwing salt on things that you should be dying. He said, we've been trying to preserve the past. We've been trying to preserve our habits. We've been trying to preserve our hearts. We've been trying to preserve all of those things that God says, I want you to quit throwing salt on that son. Sometimes you just got to let it die. It's good. The world, why do you got to let it die? Because the world is drowning. And instead of anchors, then we need to be life preservers. We need to be throwing them a line. Right? Listen to this. You need to be, we need to be throwing them a line instead of dragging them along. We need to be throwing them a, 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 some hope and some joy and some peace and some things out there into this world instead of dragging them along on our Instagram when we're having a bad Oh, Lord, help me. Instead of dragging them along on our Facebook when we're having a bad day, we need to be throwing a lifeline out to those people. we got to build the church and not this church, that church. What else does he do? Let's preserve what matters, too. A lot of times we get into the place. Sometimes you've got to throw a little salt on your present. Sometimes you've got to throw a little salt on your future. You've got to throw a little salt on your family. You've got to throw a little salt on the legacy that you want to leave behind. Listen, you're going to leave something behind. Your kids and your grandkids are going to see something, and if you don't leave it now, they're going to, what are you going to leave them with? 
Salt preserves those things. What else does salt do? Salt improves the flavor. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you salt or are you salty? Come on. Are you salt or are you salty? What do people think when they taste you every day? Oh, I'm about to meddle. What do they think when they get a taste of you? Do you got that lemon face all day long and you just look like somebody just made you mad and you're going to stay mad all day? Are you bitter and are you angry and are you depressed and are you all of those things? What are they tasting? Are you enhancing the flavor? Are you making it not edible? Come on. Mindy loves tacos. Taco luchador, taco tipsy, taco whatever has taco in front of it or in back of it. It doesn't matter. I said, what do you want to go eat? Let's go eat some tacos. And I'm like, I don't want tacos again. But she loves tacos. But let me just tell you something. Taco, taco, taco about it. Taco, thank you, Kagan. Tacos are just meat and tortilla until you add a little pico, which could be a smile to someone. A taco is just meat in a tortilla until you put a little cilantro on top of that thing, which could be a kind word. It's all just meat in a tortilla until you put a little sour cream up in there. Look at me. You can tell I've been eating some tacos, loaded tacos, not them bare things. But that could also be a helping hand. You're like, I like me some tacos. I ain't going to cry. Your life ought to be tasty. It ought to be exciting. It ought to be spicy. We live in our lives right now. We're just so bland and, and we look like and we're just all blending into everything else. But God said, I want you to be a taco with everything on it. It's a taco supreme, but not from Taco Bell. Anyway, here we go. Colossians 6 says this. Let your speech always be with grace. Lord, help us all. Seasoned with salt that you may be able to answer All people, do you have a testimony? Do you have a story to tell someone? You, what we have to do is your testimony cannot be private. I was just talking to someone after after church, and and just he was telling me about something that just happened about a week or so ago. And I said, "Man, you're in ministry. You have to tell people about the God that you serve, and you have to live your life in front of them to where they want to taste of." The Bible says, "Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good." And if they don't taste it, if they see you and you're not you're not very edible. I'm telling you, God's not, they're not going to taste and see what God is doing. you got to spread your salt. We need to be salty with our faith. We like to tell, come on, we like to tell everybody else every, everything else going on in our life, don't we? I remember when I worked at Big O for like 20-some years, you know, people come in, and, and after I got to know Jesus, I said, I'm going to try an experiment. They would come in, and they would be telling us, and they would be like, oh, my knee's hurting, and my back's bad, and, and my dog died, and the cat's sick, and all that stuff. And how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? Come on. That first, uh, they didn't have anything else to say after that. We need to have our lives so much with a smile, not fake, not where we wear our mask or anything like that, but we ought to be able to smile on our face and, and let the world know that God lives in us. Because if you start answering back and you're depressed, you answer back depression with depression, guess what you get? You get depressed. Okay, I'm going on. Salt is essential to life. One of the main currencies years, and I mean hundreds and thousands of years ago, was salt. It said that even a Roman soldier was given a portion of salt as part of his pay. Why is salt important? Because salt maintains the fluid 
in our blood cells, and it's used to transmit to our nerves and to our muscles. But why is it important? Because the body does not naturally produce salt. It doesn't naturally produce it. Without sufficient sodium, your senses would be dulled, listen, and your nerves would not function. you got to add God to your spirit or your spirit is going to die. You got to add salt to your to your to your health, or your health is going to die. You got to start adding that prayer meeting when you don't feel like coming. You got to start adding that word when you don't feel like reading your Bible. You got to start adding that attending to church when you don't feel like it. When you start adding those things, God said, "I'm about to make you spicy. I'm about to make you worthwhile." God's doing a good thing. Come on, you all. Your spirit needs God, and it's going to die without Him. A supplement is something that completes. Or enhances something. Well, let me read Matthew 5, 13. So that, and, and let me tell you, when you start reading your Bible more, the flesh is going to go after you right now. Well, how many read the Bible and get sleepy within five minutes? Sometimes it's three minutes. How many start praying and after you get that first minute or so of prayer in your thinking, okay, I've done prayed for everything that I know and now I'm going to take a nap. I, but, I'm, but really, God, I'm spending some quality, sleepy time with you right now. But, but the flesh is going to fight against everything that you do. On a Sunday morning, he's going to tell you, man, you just might as well. You, you ought to just stay in, a, you stay in this Sunday. Nobody's really going to miss you. Well, we miss you when you're not here. So he's going to tell you that the small group is not important because you know, it doesn't matter if I go tonight. God is looking to produce something in you and through you, but it's going to take you to help it get out. What salt does is for salt to lose its saltiness, it takes a lot of water to dilute it. What happens is our lives are getting so diluted and are getting so, you know, salt doesn't, doesn't get absorbed. It doesn't lose its saltiness. It gets absorbed. The world that we live in right now has a bunch of distractions that's trying to absorb all the salt God's put in us. There are things and material things and, and, and all of the things that keep taking our minds off of what we're supposed to do. And the world has watered down. What God wants to, wants to put salt on. They've made it a good is good, good is evil, and evil is good anymore right now. We don't know what to believe in. God is looking for a people that are going to believe in something and go after it wholeheartedly. We need to live that salt life. Why? Because Matthew, remember what Matthew 5, 13 says, you are the salt of the earth. Who is the salt of the earth? Say you. You, me. You're the salt of the earth. But what that tells me is this. We are positioned to be the main ingredient in the earth. You're positioned where you're at today to be the main ingredient of what God's doing. The, the life can't live without salt, the physical life with. The, the spiritual life cannot live without God. And if we're the salt of the earth, we need to be spreading salt all over everyone that we're around. We need to be telling about our faith. We need to be saying, listen, I was once lost, but now I'm found. I once was in darkness, but now I'm in light. You don't know what your testimony and what your life can do to someone out there who's having a bad day. You got to cover people with salt. I'm closing here, man. That went fast. Life is boring sometimes, right? You ever just wake up and you feel like it's Groundhog's Day? You ever felt like that way? Feel like it's just doing the same thing over and over and over and over? Have you lost your favor, flavor? Sometimes if you lose your flavor, you use your favor too. That's an old, all right, we're not going there. 
But God is looking for us to be the flavor for the world that we live in today. And you can either flavor it one way or you can flavor it another way. Sometimes I believe that the world that we live in right now today, the reason we are not seeing the advancing of the kingdom of God as quickly as we need to see is because we live such a dull, boring um, life as Christians. We live in a life right there that, that they don't want to follow it because used to be church was uh, uh, kind of like not the cool thing to do. Well, we've tried to make it the cool thing to do, but also we've not let our lives be the light that shines outside of the church. Listen, this is not entertainment. This is not a great place just to come in on a Sunday. we got to start living our life Monday through Saturday out there just like we want to do on Sunday because they are looking to taste something and you, got, you are the flavor that they need you got to check your salt. Maybe you've been trying to add the wrong things to your life. I mean, listen to this. What you thought was a supplement was really a substitute. What you thought you were supplementing your life with. I'm going to pour a little bit more in here, and I'm going to shake this up here, and I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden, you turn around, and man, that didn't work. I still, I still feel bad. I still, I'm still talking the same way. I'm still acting the same way. Well, sometimes the things that you're supplementing really could just be a substitute for what God wants in your life. God wants to be your life. He doesn't want to be part of the ingredients. He doesn't want to be part of, of the thing that you're doing. He wants to be the main ingredient in your life. Let me read this. Let me tell you this. God says this to you. He says, I want to add something to you. And what do we say? Oh, it tastes just fine. God says, I want to add something to your life. And you say, oh, no, it's, it's good. I, I'm fine. It tastes, tastes all right to me. God says, I'm looking to take this away from you. And you, we say, well, it's always been this way. I think a lot of times the, the questions that God asks us, a lot of times is he's trying to add or remove something from our lives. And we're just, we're just sitting there thinking, man, it's always been this way. It'll always be this way. I'm happy the way that I am, even though I'm not happy the way that I am. Come on, somebody. Come on. We wear our mask and we think that everything is so beautiful and it's great on the outside. But if we look back right now, we've been adding things to our life that has really not been good for us. God says, I'm about to take some of that stuff away. God says, if you will start seasoning your life, with what I want to give you, you're going to start seeing that joy. You're going to start seeing that contentment. You're going to start seeing that peace. You're going to start seeing that happiness. You're going to start seeing the things that he has for you come to fruition. But you got to start putting a little salt on him. you got to put a little God, more God into your life. I want to tell you something this morning as, they, as we all stand, please. I believe that I believe that God is wanting to salten up our lives a little bit. And just because we may not live a exciting, beautiful, Instagram able life, come on. How many of that how much of that stuff is really real? Just because we don't feel like we measure up to someone else because we're not doing the things God says, I'm about to give you the real salt, the real thing that's going to change lives out there. Listen, this is not all about us. 
This is about a world out there right now that needs to taste and to see that the Lord is good. The, everything that they're teaching our kids in colleges right now, everything they're teaching our kids in the system right now is telling them that God's not real, God's not relevant, God's not anything right now. But if we could take, if you can give them a little taste of what you got, if you could give them a little taste of, oh, how good God has been to you, and that ain't being much about all about just saying, God is, he, well, he brought me out of darkness into light. He made my life, my life a year ago sucked. But let me tell you why it's been so good now. Do I still have struggle? Let's be real. Yes, we still have struggle. But let me tell you, when I started seasoning my life with God, he changed everything. Do I still struggle? Yes, I do. But sometimes on that struggle, what you got to do is you just got to pour a little salt on it. You got to say, God, I'm trying to get out of this thing. Okay, say, okay, let me salt you down with the Holy Spirit just a little bit more. Come on, I'm going to season you up just a little bit more. I'm going to make you so tasty that you're going to be so good. So good. Man, God wants to liven up your life. We've been walking around dead. We've been walking around bland. Come on. We've been walking around in this life too long. God says, I'm about to pour the salt on you. In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Whoo! That's a good subject. And we are going to believe that God is going to pour the Holy Spirit out upon this place like never before. We're going to tell you about what the Holy Spirit is, who He is, how He became to it. And we're going to believe that God, listen, Jesus changes everything. Preaching won't change you. Music won't change you. But God will change everything. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.